Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. And what a time that was. Welcome again to another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander, along with uh, Bunker de France, Todd Robertson, Los Angeles. We are streaming to you live from the beautiful White Stallion Ranch, just north of Tucson. This is Saturday? Yeah, it's Saturday, sir. Saturday Voices of the West Saturday Day? Saturday Voices of the West Day. Yep. Oh, gee, I wondered why I was here. You, I know you looked a little ragged when you walked in. <laughs> Or drug, drug yourself in there. Yeah, drug myself in. Yeah. I'm drugged. Well, t- our topic today is the uh, life and uh, music of Eddie Dean. But before we get on to do that, today Have is... Have you got an announcement? I do, as soon as I can find it here. Oh, it's uh, right. Yes, indeed. It is uh, coming up on... Whoops, that's an email there. Would you like me to whistle a tune while yeah. you're trying to get? Yeah, why don't, why don't you uh, why don't you entertain the folks while I look? I, don't, I can't whistle. My whistle is broken. <laughs> Your whistle is broken. Well, let's see here. Oh, here it is. Oh, there you go. Okay. Here we go. Well, what I want to tell you about is the uh, sunset tour of the Mescal oh, yeah. movie set that is going to be happening next Saturday, the 16th. They already had one, which was last Saturday. So if you missed that, uh, too bad. Uh, but do do get it go see it again if you did go, yeah, go because see the sunset. it's a rerun. You know, yeah, they'll they'll bring it right back for you. Uh, sunset historical tours at the Mescal movie set. Uh, you can uh, get a tour and enjoy the spectacular Arizona sunsets. Uh, starts at uh, the tour starts at six thirty and then again at seven o'clock. Uh, admissions fifteen a person. Kids ten and under are free. You can get your reservation. By telephoning 520 255 6662, 520 255 6662, or go to MescalMovieset.com. I ran into Mark Wednesday. You did? After I picked him up, uh, he told me me that the last one was very successful. It was good, huh? Yeah, good. Good turnout, he said. Well, sunsets generally are pretty good. All right. What do you you got? Anything? What have I got? No, I didn't bring anything. I'm just. Well, you're just so forgetful. Well, let's now. see. What have I got here? Yeah, no, did that oh, already. That's not good. Yeah. Oh well, no, did that one too. Uh, okay, I'm going to steal your thunder then because I got to make something up. Okay. On August 23rd. Yeah. We're going to have Phil Spangenberger here. No, not on, on July 23rd. What did I say? You said August. August. Well, I stand corrected, and I will change that eight to a seven. <laughs> They look so much alike. For me, I, they do. Yeah, yeah well, like I said, this is, this has been a long day. Long ladies day and gentlemen, this, ladies and gentlemen, you would not believe the number of horses this man has fallen off of and uh, attempted to get back up onto. So, well, fortunately, fortunately well, on my head. Not yeah. the important number to consider. <laughs> the important number to consider is how many bar stools. <laughs> nah, bar, stool, bar stools are for hitting people in barroom brawls. There you go. Now we're talking. Uh, okay. The music and life of Eddie Dean. Uh, who, who the hell was Eddie Dean? Well, he was a, an actor. He was a musician born on this day back in 1907. Yeah, old geezer. Well, I've got a little kind of a bio on him that I put together. And this is just lead us up to the movie era. It's got some length to it, but I think it's it really gives you the roots of the man. Mm-hmm. Now, he was reared on a ranch. They raised cotton, barley, corn, wheat, as well as horses and mules. He went to music school two weeks every summer. In high school, sang in a quartet with two of his brothers, Virgil and Jimmy. Sang with the gospel quartet, the Stamps Quartet, in Dallas area. Other members of the quartet was Otis Deaton. He was the leader, Harry Long, and Theo Casey. Brother Jimmy, who was four years older, at one time was lead singer with Floyd Williams and the Riders of the Purple Sage. Eddie and Jimmy eventually teamed up to form a duet. duet. Worked a while, uh, Jimmy and uh, Dean then worked a while in a machine shop. That's the way it is when you're trying to make a living. you got to work in between the, in between the jobs. Uh-huh. Anyway, anyway uh, he went to uh, Chicago. He was there in 1925. 
In Chicago, he got a job at WBBM and did four shows in places like the Triangle Club, which was an Al Capone hangout. Later, moving to Shenandoah, Idaho, he there, uh, oh, he worked for KMA, a powerful station at the time. Uh, he was paid $75 a week in gold coins for his show. Wow. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, if he kept those coins, he'd be worth a whole much. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, no kidding. Anyhow, this led to him to uh, later writing the song, Save a Little, Spend a Little, and Give a Little Away. He was a songwriter all of his life. Anyhow, he met his wife, Maureen, or Dearest, and that's what he called her. I, I, I can testify to that. Yeah. And, I, and she was his dearest. Anyhow, uh, he met her while working at WNAX in Yankton, South Dakota. After touring a great deal, uh, they settled in Kansas for a couple of years, then some more touring, uh, and with his growing popularity, uh, WLS in Chicago wanted him, and that's where he really started taking off. WILS, a lot of the big uh, country singers came out of there, and all, some of them ended up in the movies. Anyhow, where was I here? I'm WLS here. Okay, here WLS we go. WLS Chicago. WLS Chicago. Okay, uh, while he was there, he uh, was one of the first artists to record for American Deca label. On a flip of a coin, determined his move to California. And while working for $3 a night playing guitar in California, he managed an audition with Republic Studios because he could ride and memorize a full script. He was hired for bit parts. Yeah. And, and you know, you know, a lot of henchmen stuff. Anyway, after, <laughs> after his film career, he hoisted the country barn dance on Channel 5 out in L.A. I can remember watching that when I was in the Navy. And... He was a record. His was a recording career that covered almost six decades, which leads us to the movies. And he made a ton of them, ton of them. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily as the lead, but uh, as I'm trying to look it up here. I got sixty-four actually. Yeah, actually sixty. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. And well, a couple, a couple sixty more. film and television. Yep. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. you go ahead. It's like Chip and Dale here. You go ahead. Oh, you go, Dale. No, after you, Dale. Let's see, let's see what we got here. Uh, oh, you had a couple of kids. We'll skip over that. Uh, made his name as a country western singer in the 30s. Moved around, 34. His first movie, and it wasn't his first movie, but a lot of people put it down as Manhattan Love Story, 1934. What happened is there was a fellow in there named Edward Dean cast as the character Sam. Now, the thing is, Edward Dean played spelled his name D-E-I-N. He worked at one movie as an actor, didn't like acting, and went on to a career as a director. Uh, founding member of the Academy of Country Music, received a Pioneer Award from the Academy of Country Music. I suspect it's easy to get confused with the uh, all, all the listings in the um, IMDB because frequently those who do the editing in the IMDB are like the ones who do the editing on the Wikipedia. They're incorrect. <laughs> well, you know, not only that, but the name is even spelled. Well, you know, you let's think, not let that get in our way. Know, it's, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> incidental, incidental. Hey, I got, I looked myself up and I think I've got, I think I've got about seven or eight variations of my name. Even female, too. Yeah, well, that's the best one. <laughs> I am a 34-year-old Australian stunt woman, uh-huh. and my measurements are 47, 47, 34, 17. Why haven't I found That was you? before you started eating uh, beef jerky by the bundle. And drinking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, hey, I, you know, I put another shrimp on the barbie, eh? <laughs> There you go. Actually, Eddie's first movie that's credited... Uh, where he was actually he was UC uncredited in this one it was called Western Jamboree where he played a character named Thompson uh, in 1939 he did another uncredited uh, role in the Lone Ranger Rides again he played uh, a part called Cooper uh, his uh, first singing uh, movie 39 The Renegade Trail uh, where he was uh, the singing cowhand red 
I think he did. I think he did one before that, uh, uncredited, uh, and it was just a bunch of guys around the fire. It was that, really that could be because frequently in these films you get like the Jimmy Wakeley trio coming in, or you get uh, uh, Ray Whitley or Johnny Bond or whoever was off camera come in and sit down and they'd uh, do do some pieces. You know, well, there, so. there's one of these here. I don't remember which one it is right offhand. And it's like the Hills, the Hills Brothers, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're and they're also cast as bad guys in it. And the guy reviewing it says, and Jimmy's working the picture. He says, and the, and the sad thing is, as bad as the Hills Brothers were, thank God Jimmy didn't, Eddie didn't have to sing with. <laughs> Apparently, his uh, first uh, starring role as himself, which he frequently played. Uh, the, the character Eddie Dean, uh, and generally as a sheriff, although as a henchman frequently too, uh, rolling home to Texas in 1940. Before starring days, yeah. Before the starring days, yeah. And uh, uncredited henchman a lot of times. Yeah, uncredited. He was the Pals of the Pecos, uh, Man Betrayed, uh, Kansas Cyclone, uh, Cowhand uh, Eddie and Sunset in Wyoming. Outlaws of the Cherokee Trail. He's a plays the murdered guard. Uh, oh. Down Mexico Way. He's the bar, he's a barbecue guest, not being barbecued, he but a guest. Nice man in one. Yeah, uh, Gauchos of El Dorado. He's a henchman. Uh, well, yeah, you know. So, well, no, I want to I want to run through a, a quick short list of some of the notable notable songwriter. I mean, prolific as can be. Yes. Uh, anyhow, because you'll you'll recognize some of these hopefully. Neat Texas Skies, 1,501 Miles of Heaven. Yep. I Dreamed of a Hillbilly Heaven. Yep. That was probably his biggest hit, yep. but it was bigger for text. I Was Wrong. I Cry on My Pillow Tonight. It's a Boy. Just a While. Let's Go Sparkin' mm-hmm. on the Banks of the Sunny San Juan, which is kind of a classic. One Has My Name, the Other Has My Heart, which is a wonderfully beautiful song. Uh, you must uh, must choose for a little swallow the lonely world walk beside me and he did he did a lot of gospels and he did uh, frequently the titles uh, of movies in which he appeared uh, he would do the uh, title song uh, for example Harmony Trail uh, he did the uh, title and, he would write a lot of those. and write a lot of those as well so his wife Dearest and him were writing partners and they wrote a lot of stuff together and he was also a writing partner with Glenn Strange. Yes. Yes, he was. Uh, Who he appeared in several films with. Yes, yes, he did, yes. And you know, the interesting thing is, like, you know, he shows you what a small world. Glenn Strange had two cousins in show business, too. Rex Allen, Jr. Mm-hmm. No, not Jr., Senior. Uh, senior, rather, I'm sorry. And Cactus Mac. Yep. Cactus Mac was a real close cousin, and Eddie was a, well, he was in another state. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Rex, I mean. Well, you know, he also, he had four different horses when he was a star. And it was War Paint, White Cloud, the Copper, and Flash. And uh, Flash was replaced by a Palomino uh, white, uh, white Cloud. Now, this is the interesting thing. These are two guys that are highly respected and would know. Roy Rogers and Gene Autry termed Dean the best cowboy singer of all time. I know, isn't that interesting? I mean, he's got a great voice, and to hear something like that from uh, two icons like Gene Autry and, and Roy Rogers, uh, what do you think, Todd? Well, I think what's so interesting to me here is of, you know, he made six films sharing the, the screen and the, and, the, and the marquee with major names. In 41, he did Fighting Bill Fargo with Johnny Mac Brown. In 41, he also did Trail of the Silver Spurs with Crash Corrigan. Uh, in, 40, in 40, he did Hidden Gold with Hopalong Cassidy. 43, he did King of the Cowboys with Roy Rogers. Song of Old Wyoming with Lash LaRue. And in 46, he did Tumbleweed Trail with Kermit Maynard. That takes somebody, of course, Ken Maynard's brother, that takes somebody who... Didn't, uh, was more of a team player and wasn't interested in being mm-hmm. the star all the time and, and looked at it from, you know what, I'm working. 
means I'm getting paid. Yeah. That's the whole point of this exercise. As my father used to say to me, we were, I, we were, I, I won't say that I really ever argued with my dad because it, it was such a losing proposition. There was not much ROI on it or ROE, return on investment, return on equity. But I would debate him occasionally. And we were debating once on a project, and he said to me, Todd, um, you, you're, I, your arguments are very valid, and they're also very noble. <laughs> but the problem here is you, fail, you fall short in one basic thing, which is the whole point of this exercise is to get the project made. If we, we fail... If we don't make the project, if we don't, if it doesn't go on the screen or go on an album or go uh, on television or go on the boards, and we failed. And I think that Eddie Dean realized that, you know what, he understood that very well, which was, if we don't get it, if I'm not working, I'm failing. Hmm. And I think that that shows a lot of, uh, shall I say, humility, and it also shows, I think, well, yeah. Someone who really understood the cowboy way, which was, you know what? Let's all go in. Let's all pull our weight. And it's not about who gets the credit. As Ronald Reagan had a plaque on his desk, which said, uh, there is no lengths to how far a man can go if he doesn't care who gets the credit. And, you know, this is, this is one of the things, too, about him is that you, you mentioned he the work ethic. He never stopped working as a singer. Mm-hmm. He was always—he right. was working right up to the '90s. He was like in his '80s, still performing. Yeah, I used to. Well, you probably saw him out there at Newhall uh, when Cliffy Stone would do the, the country concerts out there in the park, and he would be there every year and do a couple of numbers. Did you ever have uh, contact with him in your career? Yeah, I, uh, 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 Eddie. Oh, what is not Eddie? Um, Oh, the guy that had the still shop there in, in uh, North Hollywood. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. But uh, he used to have people over to Eddie his Brantz. house. Eddie Brantz. Eddie Brantz, Saturday yeah. matinee. Yeah, he used to have people over to his house every once in a while on a weekend. And he, it was always because he got everybody in the world there. And my end was with Neil because Neil was one of his best customers. But we used to get invited quite a bit. And... Uh, Eddie was there quite a bit, and he, Eddie and Dart, Harris, uh, and he would he would play his guitar and sing a little couple of things. And I used to, and then I would run into him out at, uh, out at uh, William S. Hart Park out there, and and he would always come by because I most of the time I'd be with Monty Hale and Victor French because we got all the three of us run together and Neil, and he would always come by, stop and visit a while and stuff like that. Oh, cool! And I mean. One of the nicest men, a gentle, a gentleman. Uh, his on-screen persona was also his personal persona. Oh, exactly. And it, here's an interesting thing, though. Uh, he did a TV thing called The Marshal of Gunsight Pass in 1950. Now, this was a live Western. And it was done by UCLA, and... Uh, he was the he was Marshal Eddie Dean in that, and he was in episode at least one twenty two. He was season one twenty two. Yeah. Uh, good friend of mine, Riley Hill. Uh, he was one of the stars of it, and uh, Riley was telling me about it years ago. He said, he says this was the first TV western series on television. Wow. Hmm. That was you know that wasn't like reruns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. All right, we're going to do our first commercial break. We're talking about the life and music of Eddie Dean, B-Western movie star and uh, big-time recording artist. If you've not heard Eddie Dean, well, listen at the end of the commercial break here, and uh, you'll be hearing some Eddie Dean. But uh, we've also got some more things going on. That's right. (laughs) It's Samuel Franzi's Voices of the West. We'll be right back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. 
That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I Miss Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management, 7411 East Tank of Verde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Watch Old West silent movies anytime at VoicesOfTheWest.net. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. Look, Mr. Allen, the mortgage of my rent's both due in a few weeks. Now, don't you worry about that. You've had plenty of trouble losing your dad and all. I'll just extend time of payment until after I get back. I don't know how to thank you. Don't even try, my boy. Just keep up your courage and run the ranch right. Yes, sir. I'm counting on a friend of mine to help me out, Eddie Dean, and he's due here pretty soon. Eddie Dean? Well, I have heard of him. You're lucky to have him for a friend. Yes, I am. This is the Voices of the West. Let's go spark and I'll run out the rig And we'll go driving down the lane For the moon is mellow and the wise old owl says We won't be bothered by rain So let's go spark and when the chores are done Old Dobbin will understand That a boy and a girl went out beneath the moon Are bound to be holding hands we're back on Amo Francis, Voices of the West. Harry Alexander Bunker to France, John Roberts with you. Eddie Dean is our topic. His life, his music, and his movies. Why are we doing it? Well, today would have been his 115th birthday, born in July 9 of 1907. And that one, um, that tune there, Let's Go Sparkin', uh, that he wrote. And, you know, frequently. If I had a girlfriend, I'd go sparkin'. Well, you know, frequently. He would sing the, and I don't remember exactly which movie this one comes from, but frequently he would play, or the the love interest in in his movies, frequently was the lovely Jennifer Holt. Yeah, and, four, uh, four of them. And, and and hey, I'd be sparking Jennifer oh, Holt. Oh, you know, yeah, uh, back up. Come on now. Now well, you, you know you, got, you guys you guys always talk about. Uh, 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 who was it? Um, Rita Hayworth. Uh, now Rita Hayworth and uh, uh, Rhonda Fleming and, and Todd's favorite. Well, Rhonda Fleming. I mean, you know, come Todd's on. Todd's favorite, Sher- Shelley Winters. I mean, yeah, right. Hey, you know, later speaking years. of which, you just opened the door here. I got to tell my Shelley Winters story. <laughs> so, oh God! You know, I didn't mention her name. I didn't say her name. We've, we, we've talked about the fact that how much Hollywood has changed. We even did a show on it. Uh, more than once on how much Hollywood has changed but probably 30, 40 years ago Shelley Winters gets a call from her, uh, her agent that um, um, she's of the, the, the somebody wants to uh, have her come in and read for a role and um, the uh, her agent or I think it's the agent's assistant says now don't forget they're insisting you bring a photograph and your resume and she says, "Okay, no problem." So she shows up and she walks in the walks into the reading with a, a carpet bag, 
and she sits down at the chair at the table and pulls out an Oscar and puts it on the table and says, Here's my resume. Uh, here's my photo. Here's my eight by ten. And then pull goes into the bag, pulls out another Oscar, and goes. And here's my resume. <laughs> How do you like it? <laughs> so, you know, the the gall, the gall of younger Hollywood not understanding who they're in the presence of is is beyond the pale. Yeah. Well, in any event, uh, Jennifer Holt is still. I'm sorry. You guys can have your oh, Rhonda Fleming. You guys can have your Rhonda Fleming and Rita Wait a minute, Hayworth. Ruth Roman, Joanne Drew. Yeah, I know, I know. They're all hotties. I'm sorry. I, well, I got to go. Got two reasons for Jennifer. Three reasons. One, she's beautiful. Yeah. Two, I think her brother was one of the best of the cowboy. Yeah. Cowboys. Yeah. And her dad was Jack Holt. I know that. And that's that. Just you know, that's that's like. Harry Carey. You know. I know, I know, but she was also a redhead. Well, let's let's see if I can offend somebody out there in the listening audience. As our great founder, uh, Emil Franzi, used to say, "Jesus, Tiger, she was a babe." Yeah. What are you debating over? I know, I know, I know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, here's an interesting thing about Jennifer, though. I don't remember which one, but in one of the Eddies, she was the head of the gang. Yes, she was. And at the end of the thing, when they have the shootout. Eddie did the unspeakable of shooting. Yeah, he shot her. He yeah. killed her. Yeah, uh, God, our I hero just, killed a woman. I just watched that movie too. Oh man, I can't remember the title of it. Anyway, here's yeah. A, here's a here's a goodie for you. Yep. Eddie did a couple of Beverly Hillbillies. He <laughs> yeah. was he was the singing sergeant, a policeman, and <laughs> it was one of them was play. Uh, Jed plays Solomon, and the other was uh, Ellie's Animals. <laughs> and, I, and I remember, I remember him. I, you know, it's so funny because I saw it and didn't know it was him. And here's here's right. a, here's, here's one for you. This was he did a short called Screen Snapshots, my pal Ring Eye in 1947, and was himself. That might have been a Ken, a Ken what's his face thing? Ken Murray. Ken Murray thing. Who knows? Uh, and then. He did. Uh, he did a series, Town Hall Party, which we talked about earlier. He also did Ranch Party, uh, 1957, as himself and as a singer. That was one of those Town Hall Party type things. Don't you mean it was a dance party televised? Yeah, that was yeah. very popular. Right there. Uh, televised hoedowns. And 1987, they did This Is Your Life with him, and. Oh, he did a special music of the West, a tribute to America's singing cowboys in 1993 as himself. Which who else would he be? Uh, <laughs> uh, this, this is one, though. The Night Rider, 1962. That okay. Was, that was a pilot that he did with Johnny Cash that didn't sell. Hmm. What was it about? It was a Western. Okay. That's enough. You know, to have Johnny, Johnny Cash and Eddie Dean... You a pilot, I would have put him on. It's just Johnny Cash alone. Interesting. And he did, he did uh, several episodes of the Gabby Hayes show. He did uh, the Swordfish episode. He did the Shadow Valley episode. And then one of your favorites, uh, Harry, Meanwhile Back at the Ranch. Yes. Tell us about it. Well, well Meanwhile Back at the Ranch, it's a great compilation of all of the great B-movies I think they took 65 or 66 of the movies and uh, cut them apart to make a one movie starring Gene Autry, Roy Rogers, Hopalong Cassidy, the, Mesqu- the Mosquitoes, um, golly, uh, oh, and, and uh, uh, it, they also pigeoned it off with uh, some of the television shows. They brought yeah. television people in like... Uh, Ed Cookie Burns uh, <laughs> is working at a people, yeah. yeah. It was a Warner picture, I guess. And he, Cookie is uh, rushing the horse <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. that scene. Anyway, it's it's a it was a great uh, it's well, a great it's, western. It was so neat, you know. It'd be like three mosquitoes would ride in, yeah. get off, and yeah. go in, yeah. 
to the saloon, and, and as they came through the door, Bob it, Steele the comes out. Busters or something. Yeah, and Bob Steele comes oh, out, yeah. or there's a big fight, and Hooter is in there too. Yeah. I mean, it was all the great. And ones. they had all the great heavies. In yeah, there too. I mean, perfect, perfect movie. If you've never seen a B movie, which I suspect those who listen to this program have, it was a, it was a hoot. I saw it when it first came out because Packy Smith, yeah, was one of the producers, and. He, and he called us all together to watch it. One well, I'm 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 happy to say it is uh, one of the uh, uh, one of the westerns that I own, proudly own. In fact, I think somewhere among all my trash, I think I've got a poster from that nice. when, it, when it came out. Nice, because it's got all their pictures on yeah. it, and it's all artwork. Well, here's it's a, here's great a, stuff. an interesting. He did he did a uh, document video documentary called. Action Heroes of the Wild West in 92. He did another documentary. Uh, this was a movie, Golden Saddles, Silver Spurs in 2000. And uh, what was this? Oh, this is a book, a book which is I, I recommend it. It's called Five Heroes. Russell Hayden, Eddie Dean, John King, Tom Keene, George Houston by Bobby Copeland. And Bobby Copeland has written probably more books about all of the B guys, mm-hmm. except for maybe uh, Lloyd Majors, but mm-hmm. I think probably maybe even more. Interesting. And then there's another book, which I really recommend. This is a biography on Eddie called Eddie Dean, the Golden Cowboy, by Stephen Fratalone. By who? <laughs> Fratalone. Right. Say that fast three times, eh? Fratalone, Fratalone, Fratalone. Bring me a calzone. Uh, and uh, instead of that, I'm going to bring you a commercial break because oh, it is that time, once again, for us to pay the bills, as they say in the radio world. Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts will be back. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSki.com. You've got some cattle you want rustled but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job little lady up the road a piece won't strike a deal with you about water rights you out there come one step near and old Bess here will spit right in your eye so you need to strike your own deal but you need the right henchman to do the job the stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold you've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold but blank henchmen to pull off the job what to do you better start packing a handgun Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scrappy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench. When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our rent henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a rent hench to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. rent hench when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. With this deposit of tungsten I've discovered, our country will soon be independent of any outside source of supply. That's why I've got to contact the authorities. But you're in no condition to travel. Pancho and I will get work through for you, but it may mean your death. Well, we can't live forever. Besides, this is our country too. 
If it's good enough to live in, it's good enough to fight for. Right, Pancho? Hey, you know, one thing my papa always told me when I was a little boy. Keep two things in your heart, Pancho. Your God and your country. And to which I say, amen. This is the Voices of the West. Animal Francis, Voices of the West, Harry Alexander Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. Our topic today is the life and music of uh, Eddie Dean, Cowboy B, Western movie star and uh, recording artist in his own right. And my papa used to always say, too, number three, always have a bowl of hot beans, Eddie, when you get home for dinner. I don't think he said that. Yes, he did. Okay. My papa said that. I'm sure. Don't you don't you dismiss my papa. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, here's here's a. So obviously, the bar opened early today. Y- yes, it did. <laughs> yeah, that old duels. It'll hit you every time. <laughs> well, you know, he's here's slammed here's a, his second one now. <laughs> here's a, here's an interesting thing, and this goes back to what Todd was saying. And during the late '30s, he would go out with uh, personal appearances with the three mosquitoes. Uh, promoting their series, and he didn't appear in any of their friends at films. He uh, he filled in on the bill because it would you know he'd be sing a couple of songs and stuff like that. But I mean, he was paying his dues. He he did a lot of movies with Lash Larue as well. Well, so he Lash Larue, his first picture Lash was in there, and this was to be Eddie's you know his he was to be the star. The movie comes out, Lash got like three to, three letters for every one that Eddie got. That's how it, Lash got started. Oh. He did three of them with Eddie, and then he went off with the PRC, and then he went off and started doing his own. Mm-hmm. Now, here we got, this is another interesting thing. You know, during uh, during World War II in 42 and 43, Gene Autry's Melody Ranch was broadcast from Luke Field. Up yeah, on the radio. Yeah. And Eddie... Uh, and his brother Jimmy and Dick Reinhardt, they were the music for it, and they comprised the Gene Autry trio. And he was with uh, Autry off and on quite a bit on yeah. the radio stuff. Do you have any memories of uh, Eddie Dean, Todd? Only because of the Western Channel, you know, or uh, be, which brought back so much stuff that I never got to see as a kid because it was gone before I was aware of it all. Um, but I, I, you know, the fact that he worked for so long at such a steady pace, making a, a, a anywhere from four, one to four films a year. One year in '46, he made eight. Um, just shows his resiliency, his dedication to his work, and his, you know, his work ethic, his his resiliency, his popularity, and. And, and recording all the time throughout all that is, you know, it, it just, it's, it's, some, it's honestly refreshing to see somebody so dedicated to their work and always making sure they sign their work. And he obviously did a lot of that. Yeah. I'm just curious because he, rec- he recorded for so many different labels, a couple of them his own, but I wonder if he might have a record for the number, number of rec- uh, labels he recorded for. I you don't know. know. Uh, That's you know, here's the other point. interesting thing is uh, Hallmark, uh, Hallmark Records, uh, Copyright Group, uh, Elmena Music, Crown Star Records, Central Media Group, Sound. Uh, There's at least fifty. Yeah, bunches of them. Yeah, here here's an interesting thing too. When he was start right after he went to work for Republic, he got a gig on the Judy Canova show and was working on their uh, regular flow. Well, I got a tune here that is perhaps his, uh, the one that Eddie is known for, and uh, I mean, he's known for a lot of things, but th- this one get, got used to get a lot of radio play. Have you got the music itself? I got the music. Oh, what? I got the music here. So we're going to do the, the whole tune okay. of, awesome. of I Dreamed of a Hillbilly. I was there in Hillbilly. You took the words right out of my mouth, sir. Here we go. Stop that. Don't do that. Oh, come on. I was playing it before. I dreamed I was there 
in hillbilly heaven. Oh, what a wonderful sight. All right, Mr. Computer. You better get them on. Mr. Oh, while you're Mr. Computer's running just a shade slow. Okay, and well. I, I think, I, here we go. Well, here, I'll, I'll give you some fill-in while you're doing it. Oh, here we go. Everybody's favorite cowboy, Will Rogers. So I asked him to kind of show me around a bit, and he was right pleased to. Then he says, Eddie, I want you to meet one of our star lodgers. And you know who it was? It was the old blue yodeler himself, Jimmy Rogers. some more and showed me his old ropes and the gold guitars and fiddles are hanging there in their hall of fame then he says eddie i want you to meet now a boy who was loved for countless millions and sure enough there was my old buddy mr hank williams Stars in hillbilly heaven. Oh, what a star-studded night. Well, then I asked him who else he had booked in within the next hundred years, and he showed me the longest list of names I ever saw. So I started to read. Red Foley, Ernest Tubb, Gene Autry, Roy Acuff, Eddie Arnold, Tex Ritter, Roy Rogers, Eddie Dean. Eddie Dean? Well, that's when I woke up. And I'm sorry that I did. Because I dreamed I was there in hillbilly heaven. Eddie Dean on Namel Franzi's Voices of the West and uh, Hillbilly Heaven. That was worth the price of admission. I right think so. It came out, I think he recorded that in 1955. I, I that's right. No, I've got it here somewhere. Somewhere in your cavalcade of notes there. You know, an interesting <laughs> thing is that he... Um, what is he? Oh, he used to design and construct his own guitars, too. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, that's a skill. Boy, I'll that's tell like you. Stradivarius, and he was good. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else have I got here? Oh, and we, we glossed over this, and we should have right up front. He was the first uh, of the Cowboy stars to do uh, in the B Westerns, the first of the B Cowboys to do Westerns in color. Or Gene and Roy and all the rest. Okay. He was the first one. They, these were shot in color or color? Cinecolor. Okay. No, well, these were real McCoy. Cinecolor was a two-color process. Uh, it was kind of like the process that Republic used, but just a little bit better. So uh, what? 40, and it was cheaper. It was cheaper than Technicolor. 48, 49? Uh, well, that would have been around 47, 48, yeah. yeah. And uh, let's see, what else have we got here? Oh, he, this is interesting. Now, he was a hero who could try, cry, that is. He also did The Unthinkable, which we men mentioned is gunning down Jennifer O, which should have been enough to end his career. Anybody <laughs> would shoot Jennifer O. Okay, uh, Song of Old Wyoming. Now, we mentioned that that was his first starring role. And Emmett Pappy Lynn was his sidekick in that for three pictures. Yeah, Roscoe Ates was his sidekick in inches of them. Yeah. And the interesting thing 
is that uh, Emmett didn't was somebody there at the studio he didn't like, and he only he only did three of them uh, out of a favor for Eddie until he came up with somebody else because he didn't want to he didn't want to deal with this man. There was a a, a movie uh, I want to say Harmony Trail, but I'm not sure that's right. Uh, where he was Harmony he, Trail. He appeared with um, Ken Maynard. And yes. uh, let's see, and, and Max Terhune, yeah, and Rocky, and Ruth Roman. Yeah, <laughs> you're back on Ruth again there. Yeah, well, I don't blame you. Have to find some Ruth Roman. So one thing I love about him is that some of these titles are just fabulous. Check your guns. Lone Ranger rides again. Stagecoach Cyclone. Uh, excuse me, Stagecoach War. Uh, Kansas Cyclone, Renegade Trail, Range War, Who's Guilty, Rolling Home to Texas, and Hawk of Powder River. Great titles. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go to his horses here for a minute. He were, he had four horses throughout his, as a star. He had four horses. He started off with War Paint. Uh, he was the first of the four horses. And the others were Flash, followed by White Cloud and Copper. Uh, Flash was easy to identify. He had a white spot on his nose and a white mark between his eyes. And the horse White Cloud was a Palomino, that, and it had a white spot on the forehead above the eyes and a dark spot on the left front shoulder. And a lot of people thought he was a, uh, was a white horse, but he, he was just a really light Palomino. Uh, Dean rode a substitute. Hard, hard to tell in black and white. Yeah, it is. Well, <laughs> and uh, he rode a substitute white cloud in Check Your Guns, uh, and that horse was called Falcon. Uh, and that horse worked in the Buster Crabby, Billy the Kid, Billy Carson series. And then James Newell had the same horse again, and he called him Alamo and rode him in the Texas Rangers series. And... Uh, White Cloud was born on Teen, uh, Dean's Ranch, and he actually trained him. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is uh, Copper, which was the last horse, was a quarter horse. Uh, it's also owned by Dean, and it's believed he was right, came off the track as a racehorse. Wow. But he, you know, there's no doubt that he was a horseman. You know? Well, and, you know, you when we watch B-movies, we also watch how uh, the cowboy sits the horse. And it, it, with that, it helps us determine if we if we happen to like said cowboy. By the way, the said cowboy rides, mm-hmm. and Eddie Dean was a rider. Yeah, you can you can, you can tell it wasn't just he wasn't just a, a one trick pony. And I want to correct myself. I kept saying that Jennifer Holt did four films with him. She did five, mm-hmm. and her, his other leading lady, uh, Shirley Patterson, did four, and those are the two he did the most with. And then I see what this. Oh, he did. Here's the one he did in Down, Missouri Way, 1950, 1946, for PRC. Uh, this wasn't a D, a D Western. It uh, it was a musical comedy, starred Martha O'Driscoll, John Carradine, William Wright, and him and uh, Roscoe had. I think they probably just did some musical stuff. It was a featured role, and he didn't go by Eddie in that one. Interesting. All right, we're going to do our final commercial break here on Emil Farnsey's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts with him. We'll be right back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true West, where a large number of Westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities 
ways that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I Miss Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management, 7411 East Tanker Verde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Read classic Western comics anytime at Voices of the West.net. Hello? I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right. It's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform, let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran, Look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honorveterans to find out how you can help. Look at that. El Coyote Ralph's Rustlers. When I took you into this deal, I thought you were tough. Now you let one masked man make fools of the lot of you. He may be afraid to show his face, but he throws lead like it was coming out of a Gatlin gun. You ought to see his eyes. Give you the creeps. I want anything done right around here. I have to do it myself. This is the Voices of the West. Punchinello, 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 the punchy cowpuncher. Oh, he hails from the wide open spaces. He's the pride of the tenderfoot trail. Punchinello, 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 the punchy cowpuncher. He lassoed a poor little doggie one day, and the crowd on the fence shouted hip, hip, hooray. But he branded himself, and the calf got away. He's the pride of the tenderfoot trail. We're back on Amo Francis, Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Booker to France, and Todd Roberts. Punchinello. He would travel his pony up back I have heard you say it so many times. If you want it done right, do it yourself. Do it yourself. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's the kind of cowpuncher I'd be uh, brand myself. Punch yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Anyway, we're talking about the music and the uh, and the uh, movies and life of uh, beat western star Eddie Dean. Uh, he when did he die? Nineteen ninety nine. Oh, I think that's when. Got it here somewhere. Uh, you know, one of the interesting things though is that uh, just for all you folks out there that you know, when you started listening and say. I never heard of him. Who the heck was Jimmy Eddie Dean? Mm-hmm. Well, he made the top ten list of uh, popularity ranking in for for two years, forty six and forty seven. Mm-hmm. When you do that, that's based on uh, a poll done by the uh, uh, Motion Picture Herald and also by box office receipts. So he was quite the popular fella. Nineteen ninety nine is when. Uh, Eddie passed away, and he's up there in Hillbilly Heaven. Yes, he is. I'm reckon. Look forward to meeting him one day. Uh, yeah, uh, if we go that way. <laughs> well, you know, that's a good. That's a good point. I, knowing my track record, 
Of course, I think I think most of the people I know will be in the other place anyway. Eh, well, you know, you, you, well, you know, you'll be fine. You know, I'm definitely uh, recording for Todd when he shows up. Yeah. I'm going to try to use the back door. There but, you uh, go. <laughs> I, I just got word that uh, LQ Jones has passed. Oh. 94 years old. Oh, so man. A, a great actor and yeah. a great personality and uh, just... A tremendous, uh, tremendous, tremendous films. He, he gave such pleasure. I saw a news story this morning uh, in the news that uh, Larry Storch passed away as well. Uh, yes. Uh, well, yes. And James Caan went. And James Caan, so they're happy James Caan. Three great Western guys who made three. One guy made us laugh. The other guys uh, scared us. And James Caan, of course, made Comes a Horseman, which yep. was a great Western. I love that movie. Yeah, wow. And, you, you know, and he... And he also did another man, another western, another chance or whatever. You know, I reckon and I we, stood in for him on that. Uh, you know, I reckon we all got to go sometime. But but you know, tomorrow, uh, or the day after. <laughs> you put it off until the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm planning. That's why I'm carrying a clipboard because when you make plans, you never have to do anything. Yeah, that's right. But <laughs> you know, I'll tell you this. See, this is the scary thing. You know, I've got a birthday coming. Yes, you do. And I've. It, have you ever noticed how many people croak just before their birthday? That's why we don't talk about your birthday. That's why we don't have them. Uh, I mean, my, you know, it, it, well, I, I can't remember who said it, but uh, birthdays are unlisted numbers and or are just numbers and mine's unlisted. <laughs> well, as Greta Garbo said, uh, only a fool celebrates getting old. Yeah. Uh, but I think it depends on the journey, not the destination. There so you, you better have a good time. That's it. Well, you can. Exactly well, right. I, I want to go back here to something we, we said earlier. and it's, it's not a correction so much as it's just uh, it, it changes. But his, his biggest song in terms of airplay, popularity, and financial success was one has my name, the other has my heart, yep. which Jimmy Wakely did. Yes. Followed by I Dreamed of Hillbilly Heaven. Yeah. I and think Hillbilly Heaven got more radio play, though. Well, it was the big, big thing for Tex Ritter. Tex yes, it was. Tex uh, made a lot of money of singing other people's songs. Yes, he did. <laughs> As do a lot of Except artists. Except for Frankie Lane when he sang his song. Well, I knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. He, you know, he received a Golden Boot Award in 1983, the first year of the Golden Boots. And for those of you out there that don't know, in the in the movie cowboy movie industry, receiving a Golden Boot is more prestigious than winning an Academy Award. I would think so. To, uh, to those to us, because you're recognized by your peers. True peers. Next time we get together on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, we got us a goodie coming up next week, next time, and uh, that will be filmmaker Travis Mill. Oh, yes. He did 12 westerns in 12 months, uh, produced uh, producing those and starring in most of them, directing them and whatnot. And, Writing uh, them. He's a, camera, uh, sound, he's makeup. A, we've had him on the show before. He's a young filmmaker. And uh, we think that he the makes scene talent. We think he makes some pretty damn fine films. Yes, that's, indeed. And that's why he's coming here. And it's, we have it. The topic is really it's esoteric. Off very the esoteric, and uh, the topic is what is what makes up a western. It's basically it's the different schools of thought. Yeah, our ways of thinking of them. And Bunker and I have had a number of discussions about this philosophical discussions about. What what is it that uh, attracts us to the B westerns? Yet the other westerns kind of fall apart for us. And uh, hopefully Travis can help answer some of those questions. Uh, he, uh, he he has very been, knowledgeable man. He has been likened to a very young John Ford. Okay. Or an Orson Welles. Or Orson Welles. And uh, in fact, you remember we were talking about uh, redheaded stranger. Yeah. And yeah. I was saying how much, you know, yeah. it looked like a John Ford yeah. film yeah. or a Travis Mills film. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward yeah, to it. I'm he's, excited. He's I've coming down from uh, somewhere up in central Arizona to visit us uh, here for an hour at the White Stallion Ranch. And, and he might do a little location scouting. Yeah, he has some location scouting for his next film. You never yeah. know. 
That's coming up next time we get together here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. 78, 79, I dreamed I was there <laughs> in ADO's heaven. Yes, you would, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> so long, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. 